Good morning, church. My name is Rebecca. Oh, I'm excited to be in God's house today. Come on. Come on. Awesome. You know, so last week I told you guys that growing up I was on a, one of the sports that I played was a fast pitch softball. And I was thinking about team, right? And, I, and I actually loved being on a team. I loved working together for this, you know, common goal, right? And uh, so oftentimes God has kind of connected those things to me with church. And, you know, because as a team, you're working together and you're encouraging one another and you're backing each other up, right? Those are those things that I learned as a teammate on a team. And I'm actually going to read out of Ephesians 4, 15. Because I'm going to show you that uh, working together as a team is important to God, too. He loves his church. He loves his church. So speaking about God's church, Ephesians. So this is Paul kind of explaining what church is, right? How this is set up. He says, the head, so he's talking about, in, you know, which, into Christ. So Christ is the head from whom the whole body, which is us, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. And during the blood covenant class just the part that I got so much was just so excited about how much God loves his church okay and I was like well if God loves his church so much then I should love what God loves right those are those connections that you should be making (laughs) and so and I'm going to read this again because this is how important this was is that Paul told the Ephesians and he told the Colossians okay And so this is Colossians 2.19. So once again, I'm talking about the head who is Christ, Jesus, from whom the whole body nourished and knit together, knit together through its joints and ligaments, grows with a growth that is from God. So, you know, what's on my heart is that we would just have a revelation of that being knit together, right? I mean, I I don't know about you, but I've been on different parts, you know, outside of the U.S., and I meet someone else who loves Jesus, and I may not even speak the same language, and I know right away that we are knit together. There is that something that Jesus has done, right? Uh, So, (laughs) praise the Lord. So, uh, church, stand with me, because together, together, we're going to worship the Lord today. Together, we're going to lift up the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for today. Father, I thank you for your church, Lord. I thank you for your church and how much you love her. Thank you for today, Father, that we get to lift up your name, Jesus. Together, we get to do that. In Jesus' name, amen. Brother Jim's got a testimony. I just have a brief testimony. You know, when things get heavy on your heart with people you care about, they get real heavy and you you start to carry them. And it gets to be a weight and you kind of find yourself getting pressed in, you know, 
and um, uh, that hap that has happened to me in the last oh six weeks or so. And they're serious family issues, not not minor. They're pretty serious, and I start I start carrying them. Well, a week ago yesterday, a brother called me from this church, and he said, "Jim, I want you to know that last night in my dream, I was interceding for you. I was wailing for you. In my dream, I was wailing for you." You were carrying something you weren't supposed to carry. And it just tells me that God knows. God knows. And if he needs to use somebody in a dream, that's wonderful. But God knows. And it lifted my burden. And I, I've felt free since then. I have felt free, you know. And it was just amazing that God would do that that he would have somebody interceding and wailing for me. So it just tells me God knows. So. Amen. Well, and, and that just goes to show, doesn't it? Praise God for the body of Christ. Amen. Have you noticed what's been, what the theme has been so far this morning? Have you noticed that? I have. You just hear what God's saying this morning. It started out with Becca. Becca actually stole my whole sermon. Again. 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 Because she, good for her, amen. Well, good for the Holy Ghost, you know. I mean, that's the beauty. Because here's, God wants us to hear something this morning. That it's about the body. It's about him. I mean, he's the head. I mean, obviously, Jesus is the head. That never changes. But there's a bunch of us Little down on the gain, please. Little down. There's a bunch of us who make up the body. Anybody here not make up the body? Anybody? Raise your hand if you do not, if you're not part of the body of Christ. <clears throat> I'm not saying the body of this church. I'm saying the body of Christ. Exactly. If you're born again, if you're part, if you're part of his kingdom, you're a part of his body. And, and that's the verses that, that Becca started out with. That it's, it's, it's the body of Christ. It's a team. And we're all in this together. And we all have our part to play. And uh, she said it very eloquently. I'm, I'll, I'll make it better here in a second. But, you know, it was, she did a great job because it's about being a part of a team and being, seeing the, the plan of God moving forward. And we talked about that last week, about, about what God's doing here in the Valley, New Richmond starting up, and St. Paul, and things like that. But then also, this is huge because, you know, with the, the Bible says when one hurts, we all hurt. And praise God for the Holy Spirit who uses, as he wills, the body of Christ to minister to for one another and to pray for one another. And, to, you know, and I've heard many stories of, of people who were praying for, for individuals who, uh, who were going through something or they, they, they had a, you know, they, there was something about to happen to them. And uh, I've heard many stories like that where, where people had a dream or they, had, they woke up in the night and were praying for somebody. They didn't know why. And it's because the body rallies around the member that's hurting. Amen? Or going to hurt, you know. Years ago, this person now has passed away a number of years ago, but at that time he wasn't dealing with illness or anything like that at the moment. 
And I woke up in the middle of the night, and I woke up from a dream that I was doing his funeral. And I'm, I wake up, and, I, and I'm, I'm, I, you know, I woke up, I was like, whoa, and I began to pray for him, and I knew there was a burden there to pray, and I be, began to pray for him. And, and then uh, the next week, found out that he had a heart attack a few days after that, and the doctor was like, well, you had a heart attack, but there's no damage, everything's fine, you know, and, and he, well, praise God. You know, and I shared that the next Sunday and just shared, and I, and I said, well, and it, it's, it's you, sir. You know, and I told him, and, uh, you know, praise God, you know, ministered to him, gave him hope, gave him, uh, you know, uh, uh, something to hang on to. And then as, as we were leaving that day, he walked up to me and goes, how's this week look to you? You know, <laughs> I said, looking good, you're, you're, you're home free, you know. And, uh, but that's the deal is the body of Christ working together in, in whatever way it works. You know, and, and you, don't, you don't always get a choice of what you do. You don't always get to, you don't always go, oh, I want to do that. I just want to be on the worship team and that's it. And all I ever want to do is, I mean, praise God for the worship team. Amen. Amen. But not everybody can be on the worship team. There's just not enough room up there. You know, I mean, we just, but, but everybody has something. Amen. Now, so I'm going to, here's what we're going to do. Mark, I'm going to have you do the offering and the announcements here real quick. We usually save it to the end. That way it's the last thing you hear on the way out. But, but there's this, this is really pointing to what we're talking about, that the body of Christ is about stuff. It's about doing the work of God here on this earth. So we've got a few announcements that will be good for people to hear about uh, going into this and then signing up for. But here's, here's why. Here's, it's, it's not just the fair. We're going to have a thing at the fair. We've had a booth at the fair for the last 20 plus years, and it's been amazing. But what happens there in that, for those that are new and don't know, um, what happens is we've set up, a, we, actually the, the fair itself uh, rents our tent for us. It's a four 40 foot by 40 foot tent uh, covering and inside we set up with tables and chairs and fans and and uh, we have some music playing or whatever we have lights in there for at night and it's just a nice cool uh, relaxing place for people to sit and eat all the greasy food and it's you know it's a it's it just it's a service to them and there's also a place for people to put uh, prayer requests and so people can fill out a prayer request and put it inside the inside of the, uh, the, the there's actually a birdhouse. And at the end of the day, we open them up, take them all out. And then for the next few weeks, the prayer teams pray over those prayer requests. And those prayer requests, not just anybody can open up. So some of the prayer requests are kind of weird, okay? Because the people think they're funny, okay? They're not funny. But they, we get, they get extra special prayer after that. You know, if the ones who think they're funny and say dumb, stupid things, then, you know, then we pray for them that, you know, God get them. They all get them. But we get everything from, hey, you know, I'm going through a sickness. I'm going, my family is in need. Uh, you know, our, our kids are, we've had, you know, our kids are wayward. And, you know, there's all these prayer requests that come in from people who went, there, went to the fair that day to go to the fair. And yet here they're having an opportunity to see Jesus. Now, it isn't, it goes beyond that too. As the Lord leads, you don't have to. You don't, you don't have to talk to anybody. But we've heard all kinds of stories of people sharing their faith being able to pray with people even right there uh, talking about you know the what God has done in their life sharing testimonies I mean there's opportunity to minister and, and the one I tell every year because to me it was just powerful was a, a woman had come into the booth this was a number of years ago maybe 10 years ago or maybe 15 even now 
came into the booth and, and was sitting and, and filled out a, a prayer request and put it in the, in the birdhouse and then sat there for a while longer and left. And, and the person who was working, the couple who were working, noticed her, but didn't, didn't you know, what do you know? You, you don't know what she's writing down. And uh, she left, and then about an hour or two later, she came back, and she said, hey, she goes, I just put, filled out one of your prayer requests and put it in the birdhouse, but she goes, can you pray with me right now? And they said, yeah, we'd love to pray for you right now. How can we pray for you? And she goes, well, I was, I was walking around the fair, and I was going to go home, and I was going to kill myself. They prayed with her, they led her to the Lord, they prayed with her some more, and over the last 15 years, she's now moved out of, uh, she doesn't live around here anymore, but she came to church here for years and years and years, still watch, she's probably watching online right now. That's a testimony of the love of God. Being in the right place at the right time. Being, being there to bring life and light to a dark world. So this is the opportunity. Literally, you don't have to know any theology. You don't have to have all the right answers. You just need to smile. Or even if you don't want to smile, Wayne, you don't have to smile. You just, you just be there and let God work through you, whether it's just you being there and praying for the vendors. Now here, and I'm gonna, and I, I noticed how I started at the beginning with saying you get, we, get, we pay your way into the fair, but then there's all this ministry happens, and then the important stuff happens. You're right across the, the street from the corn dogs. They're right over here. The cheese curds are over here, and, and the euros are right over there. You just, you know, poo, right there. It's good stuff, man. That's, that's, why, you know, that's why I go. I don't know about the rest of you, but... But sign up. Now keep in mind as Mark comes, keep coming, keep coming, grab the microphone, that there is a purpose for doing the announcements now because there's going to be a whole bunch of people sharing some other stuff going on because it's what the body is doing. It's what God is doing through the body. And my encouragement to you, I'll tell you the, I'll tell you the punchline first, is that it's like, what can you do? What is your part to play in this vision? And we'll get to the preaching here in just a bit. So today for the offering message, I'd like to look at a message that Paul gave Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 6, 6 through 12. And so he, he talks about money. He talks about the desire for riches, all, you know, all the temptations we have. So he starts out saying, now godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certainly we will carry nothing out. And having food and clothing, with these we shall be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptations and a snare, and to many foolish and harmful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. I know when I was in my early 20s, I wanted stuff, and I wanted to visit places, and uh, it, it, it just led nowhere. I mean, I worked, um, I worked myself almost to death to obtain things and go places and have stuff. And so even Timothy here, who's, he's born again, he's spirit-filled. He's, he, you know, he's telling Timothy, he, he says, um, or let's continue on. He says, for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith. So they're talking about people of the faith. He and pierce themselves through with many sorrows. But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. Fight the good faith of, fight, of faith, lay hold of, on eternal life in which you were also called, and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. 
So that's our challenge as believers. We're still tempted by all this. We're tempted by all the things that are around us. Same culture that um, Timothy was in. So if we go down to verse 17, here's what Paul commanded Timothy to do. He said, command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty nor to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Let them do good and be rich in good works, ready to give, willing to share, storing up for themselves a good foundation for the time to come, that they may lay hold on eternal life. So that's our challenge in our culture, is not to be um, greedy. In fact, he used the word greediness, and one of the definitions is stinginess resulting from a concern for your own welfare and a disregard for others' welfares. So let's pray. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would work in our hearts to give us a heart to look to you in all things as you have provided all things through Christ. Help to keep our eyes on you. Turn to 1 Corinthians 2, chapter 4. I've been talking the last number of weeks on power. And how does this all work together? How does this all uh, tie in together with power? Well, you'll see here in just a moment. But I want to start here. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, beginning with verse 4, says, And my speech and my message were not in plausible words of wisdom, but in the demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Yet among the mature we do impart wisdom, although it is not a wisdom of this age or the rulers of this age who are, who are doomed to pass away. So we've been talking about the power of God. What is the power of God? How do we, how do we uh, operate within the power of God? What is the power of God for? But how does unity... How does, how does uh, the body of Christ, how does that relate to power? Well, it's the power of God that, that manifests itself through when the body works together the way the body should. And it's through love. You know, I mean, Vern Norton always says, he goes, the, the power and the miracles of God work through love. We, when we love each other, when we work together as the body, when we prefer one another, when we allow someone else to be a part of what's going on, I mean, I could get up and I could do a lot of things. There's a lot of, of, uh, of projects, a lot of things I can do myself faster. But... We can get more done as a, as a community. There's more. I mean, I just had my nephew helping me this last week. Uh, he did, he worked on our, uh, and actually Ethan too, sorry, Ethan also, uh, helped do our landscaping around our house. Praise God for them. Praise God for young backs. I mean, praise God that other people got involved because it would still be a weedy mess if it was up to me all by myself. It, there's something about working together and you can get more done and it's more fun and it's more fun the body of christ working together we can have an actual we can have a lot of fun we do have a lot of fun being being a part of the stuff that's going on uh here in the valley here you know with the different churches i mean it's fun to see what what impact is doing right now and being a part of impacting another city and now now beyond you know and it's fun for me when somebody comes up and goes okay they're all started what's next 
Where are we going next? Exactly. You know, I mean, that's fun. It's fun to see the kingdom of God expanding as we continue to work. But we do this, and, and I love the, like I said, the verses that, that uh, Becca stole from me. 1 Corinthians 12, beginning with verse 12, says, For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews and Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. You know, we're not lone rangers here. We, we, we can't afford to be lone rangers. We can't afford, I got it, I'll take care of it, little lady. You just all sit back there behind the wall and I'll take care of the bad guys. No, I mean, gracious, good night. You know, there's something about having, having a team of people working together because there's also verses that say if one falls, another one can pick them up. We need each other. We need the body of Christ. Praise God somebody prayed for Jim. Somebody needs to pray for Jim more. Pray for Jim. I mean, help us, Lord. I mean, but you know what I mean? It's praise God that there's people who are, who God wakes up in the middle of the night to pray for us. I know, you know, years ago I was going on a mission trip and somebody in a prayer meeting uh, came and told us, you can't, nobody can go on the, the mission trip. Nobody can go. They're not a single person should go on because somebody's going to die. Well, we prayed about it. The leadership prayed about it. It was like, no, we're going. And we took the trip. And we're getting ready, we're, we're getting ready to go on the trip. Another, that same week, another person called me up and said, uh, hey, Pastor John, just praying for you guys, praying for the team. How's everything going? I said, good. I'm, everything's going good. And she said, well, she goes, you know, uh, how are you feeling? I should have picked up on this. She goes, how are you feeling? I said, well, I'm feeling great. Oh, good, good, good. Well, I'll be praying for you. So we get on the airplane, we fly to, to uh, Poland, and we spend the night in Poland, and then we took another plane over to Belarus, where we're having this, these uh, in, uh, meetings, these evangelistic meetings. We get up on the stage, and we're putting all the parts to the stage together, and I'm, I'm holding on to a microphone for, uh, for an amp, and somebody says, hand me the other microphone, and I reached over and grabbed another microphone, and 220 volts went across my body. They weren't grounded properly. Caused, caused a ground loop fault. And I, I mean, I still have the burn marks in my hands where the 220 went across and everything went white, everything, you know, and I hit the floor, the microphones bounce out of my hands and here I am. Wow, that was crazy. You know, the rest of the trip, we just kept moving, you know, and did, did, did everything. We get home and I tell that story on the next Sunday and I share that, you know, that this happened and the woman who had called me in the middle of the week, says, how are you doing? How are you feeling? You know, is everything, well, I'll be praying for you. Walked past me that day, that, at that, after that meeting, and winked. You know, kind of like, <laughs> gotcha, you know, I got your back. I was like, thank you, you're the best. Because the other lady, it was about fear, wasn't it? Somebody's going to die. Well, I didn't die. No, I didn't die. I didn't die. You know, but praise God, somebody was praying for us. It's the body of Christ. Whether You know, uh, David said, whether you're the ones going out to the battle or the ones who stay with the stuff and protect the home front, they're both important. Whereas we're a team, the body of Christ. We don't all do the same stuff. Somebody here, somebody may not, you might think, well, wait a second, I don't feel like I'm supposed to go to the fair. No worries. 
Don't go to, don't do the fair. Maybe I'm not supposed to do the, the road race. Well, then don't do the road race. It's, it's not, this is not a, a feeling bad, you know, condemnation, you should be doing more. It's not about doing more. That's usually the problem is when I share a, a sermon like this, everybody who's too busy already goes, oh, I should be doing more. Because you're the, you're not the problem here. You know, you're not the ones that are, it's, it's, but it isn't about doing more. It's not about having to. You know, I remember when the, when the church started in, in Prescott, God spoke to me and said that, that until we have $10,000 in the bank for that ministry, specifically for that ministry, do not start the church. And he said, but he says, starting January 1st of 2018, we, I was supposed to start sharing it. So I, I got up on, su- on the first Sunday morning of January, and I said, God said we're going to start a church in Prescott. Yay! Everybody cheered. And I said, but the Lord said, until we have $10,000 in the bank, we're not supposed to start. We're supposed to have that money saved, ready, ready to go. Okay, so whenever, you know, just give, give towards the, the, you know, put it in your memo, put down Prescott, and, and just, you know, that money will come in. I believe it's going to come in almost right away. It's going to come in immediately, you know, so on and so forth. Well, the first week goes by and nothing came in. And then another week went by, nothing. And every week I'm getting up going, you know, guys, we're going to start a church in Prescott. And when we have the $10,000, that's when we're going to start. We're going to do this. Yay, everybody cheered. Third week, nothing. Fourth week, nothing. I have opportunity to think, what is wrong with these people? (laughs) But I didn't, because I know who God is. I I know God. Not everything works the way you think it should work. Or in the timing you think it should work. Five weeks, nothing. Six weeks, nothing. Seven weeks, nothing. Nothing. Not a penny came in for Prescott. I had two very faithful, amazing people from our church came to me after the seventh week and said, hey, I got a question for you. Did you miss God? Now they know me well enough. They could say it. Just be, they were just, they're just being honest. They said, are you sure we're supposed to be starting a church? And pray? I said, I know we're supposed to. They said, well, we prayed about it. You know, they, they didn't do it together. They did it individually. They, they said, I prayed about it, and the Holy Spirit said, don't give anything. And I was like, really? <laughs> okay, well, God must have a different way of doing it then. Eight weeks go by, nine weeks go by, ten weeks go by, ten. We never do anything around here where the money, some money doesn't come in at some point. Some, any, give me a dime or something. I mean, anything. (laughs) Nothing. Ten weeks, eleven weeks. And every week I get up, okay, we're starting a church in Prescott. The Lord had me, he says, tell them we're starting a church in Prescott and when we have that $10,000... Okay, we're doing it. And every week I have to stand up here going, we're starting a church in Prescott and we need money. No, I didn't say it that way. I just said, hey, give if you're, as, you, as you're led, do what God leads you to do. Just do it. And all of a sudden, a person comes up to my wife and goes, has, has anybody brought any money in for that yet? And she said, uh, no, nothing. And the person goes, oh, I'm supposed to give it all and wrote a check for $10,000. <laughs> I mean, you see what God did there. He increased my faith significantly. (laughs) It has nothing to do with money. It has nothing to do with cash. It has nothing to do with, it has everything to do with an individual being led to do what God told them to do. Because he specifically said, you're supposed to give it all. 
So anybody who would have given before that, praise God, give yourself a big round of applause, because if you had given earlier, you would have been missing God. You see my point? It's not about feeling bad. Well, the Lord's not telling me to give anything. I've, I've, give, I've not given in offerings that I thought were a good deal, but it's just like I prayed about it and the Lord said, don't give. Okay. They still met their needs. They still, God still, I mean, it's amazing when we just be the body and do what God leads us to do, leads you to do. It's amazing. There's power in that. I mean, look what's going on now. Yeah, that, that was a huge faith step to start that church. Well, now we're, we're, we're into this, and, and that church, we, it was buildings, trying to get a building. Mm. Well, now, if, if you, when you see the building, when you need to go there on, on one of the Sundays, go, go there for a service, you have to get up earlier. It starts at 9. you got to go there a little bit earlier. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. starts at 9. <laughs> Debbie? She's way ahead of me. I just, but I got to take my one <laughs> publicly. What I do publicly shall be chastised privately. So. <clears throat> but you go there, and you'll be amazed at the building. I mean, look what God has done. This thing—it is a huge room with with. I mean, it is state of the art. It's only like two years old. I mean, it's beautiful. The bathrooms are amazing. There's there's couches and in the lounge area. There's two lounge areas. I mean, it's just it is beautiful. Praise God, we didn't pick something that was less than. Could have. Yeah, we could have got frustrated. We could have. But it's the body of Christ doing what he leads us to do, when he leads us to do it, and when we do it, we'll do the right thing. Amen? All right, turn over to Ephesians chapter 4. I believe that was another verse you What Did you use Ephesians 4? Yeah, you stole that one too. Okay, good. Ephesians 4, beginning with verse 11, and it says... And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood. Mature meaning uh, uh, developed or, or, or uh, faithful mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, there it is again, the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, which when or when each part is working properly, everybody say working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. When the body is working properly, we build ourselves up. But it takes work. It takes being a part of the work. You know, there, there, I've met people who say, well, I, I don't want to go to that church, wherever that church is. I don't want to go to that church because they don't love me there. They don't, they don't pay attention to me. They don't, they don't meet my needs. The pastor never says hi to me. You know, he doesn't even know my name. 
you know, I mean, okay, do they have a point? Maybe. Maybe they do. Maybe they're not friendly. But I've noticed if I want a friend, I go and bake a friend. I go be a friend. I go get involved. Man, I, you know, when I started work, going to church after I came out of the world and I rededicated my life to the Lord and started hanging out at a Bible study and, and at a church, and, and I, I heard that at this church that I was going to, it was a Baptist church, they needed a, a, a teacher, a Sunday school teacher. I thought, oh, I can teach Sunday school. Well, they gave me third graders. <laughs> what were they thinking? <laughs> but praise God. Praise God. One of the moms, one of the moms of one of the kids in that, I still hear from her. She's a friend of my mother-in-law's, and I still hear, that woman is now a lawyer. Is she a lawyer? I think, I think the, girl, the girl, she was in third grade. She's now a lawyer, has three, four kids. I mean, she's, and she still says, oh yeah, she, she still talks about your class. Really? It was that dramatic? I mean, my goodness. But I just was just being available to do what God led me to do for a season. And I did it for one whole calendar, you know, one term. And then <laughs> I did something else, you know. I did, but I, you know, the very first job I ever did at, at Abundant Life Job, or Job, at Abundant Life Church, was handing out tapes of the services. We'd go make tapes. That was back when tapes were a thing. Tapes, there was this little thing and you spin them, you know, you, see, you know what a tape... <laughs> You know what a tape is? CDs, but worse. You know, just a mess, okay? Even CDs are old now. I mean, that's just old. But I just, I handed out CD or, uh, tapes. I, I, did, I did stuff. I helped, I helped sand a bus one time for the, for the, for the school. They, I sanded the bus. Now, halfway through, the guy who was overseeing the project came and said, don't use 60 grit. Use 220. Yeah, I know. The car guys, they just, they just shook, you know. I used 60. I was getting, boy, I was getting paint off, man. I mean, there was paint coming off. And he goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. Here, use this other stuff, you know. But I sanding in the hot sun for hours and hours. Why? Because I was just being a part of the body. Somebody had to do it. Somebody has to do it. Somebody has to, to be a part of what's going on. Somebody has to get up in the middle of the night and pray. Do you want God to give you something important to do? Do whatever he gives you to do first. You do what he gives, gives you to do. Well, I don't want to do that. Well, you know, handing out tapes wasn't very glamorous. But you know what was interesting is being the tape guy. See, we don't even do that anymore. We used to have a, we used to have a CD guy. Ethan used to be our CD guy when he was like 12. He was the head of the ministry. He was, <laughs> we don't even do CD because everything's online. You know, everybody, and people know how to, most people know how to get online and do the online. But, but you know, the tape, the thing is, you, you stand behind a counter and people, well, can I get a tape? Yeah, here, here's a tape. Well, it's amazing how much conversation starts to happen. Oh, who are you? I'm John. What are you doing? I'm a, I'm a student at UW Stout, blah, 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 blah. Oh, we're, we're this. And you get to know people. Huh. Isn't that amazing? I mean, you know, the cookie ministry needs help. Now, now the way he said it, it made it sound like they need help. <laughs> we, do, we do. But not that kind of help. I mean, like, well, they need help. No, they need, they need people to be a part of the cookie ministry. If you want to be the most loved person in this church, <laughs> hand out free cookies. You want to meet people? Hand out free cookies. 
Work in the coffee ministry. Be a greeter. Work in the, being a part of the body. I mean, where do you learn? Where do you meet people? It's not sitting in a pew or chairs for an hour and a half looking at me because all people, all you see is the back of somebody else's head. And there, you know, we have the greeting time, but it's, you know, no, everybody hates that. I mean, well, everybody either loves it or they hate it. You know, ooh, especially if you're new. Oh, I gotta go. I gotta go say hi to somebody. What if? What if nobody comes? What if nobody comes and says hi to me? See, they're not friendly. Trust me, this is one of the friendliest churches you will ever meet in your life. But you got to make the effort. You got to. You got to. You got to be friendly. So yeah, it's be a part of stuff. Be a part of what's going on. You want to have it. You know, yeah. Starts at six thirty in the morning. You know the. You know what? What is okay? Road race. Why? Why is that such a big deal? Well, the big deal is we're in the community. And we're being a voice. We're just we're saying, "Hey, here we are." Kind of like the kind of like the fair. Hey, here we are. We don't have to preach to them. We don't have to tell them they're sinners. They know that. <laughs> we don't have to answer all the theology. We just have to go, "Hey, man, how you doing?" There's something about saying, "Hey, how you doing? Glad you're here today." Hey, you, you can sit here all day long. I don't care. Enjoy. Do you, do you need the fan turned on you? It's, it's just being love. It's just being available. It's just being in the community. Whatever it is. And then, and then as time goes on, maybe you will be up on a pulpit somewhere. Maybe you will be on a stage. That, you know, the stage is not the most important part. You ready to catch this? You ready to catch this? The stage is not the most important part. It's the guy washing feet is the most important part. Doing the lowliest of the lowliest of the lowliest. Just, just because it needs to be done. That was the lowest slave in the house washed feet. And Jesus took it upon himself because nobody, nobody else would do it. The rest of the disciples were arguing about who was the greatest. And Jesus wraps a towel around his waist and washed the Camel do 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 off their feet. Serving. Serving. Standing on a street corner, going, hey, go that way. But it's just being a part of what's going on. And you can, you know, the money, okay, that's great, okay, but you can you have a jobs too, but it's being a part of the kingdom. If you want to give that money away, find a family who has eight kids and wants to send them all to camp next summer. It can go to them. However you want to do it. Be a, be a blessing to the world. And how do we do that? We be Jesus. We be Jesus as a family. Amen? Amen. That's where the power is. Walking in that love. Walking in love with the, the, the world around us is powerful because they don't see love. Everything, that they, everything there is a transaction. I will give you this if you give me that. Here, we want to give, give, give. Whether it's finances, whether it's service, whether it's love, whether it's time, whether it's prayer, whatever it is, it's about giving to the world around us in the name of Jesus. And when we do that, there is power. Amen? Amen. Well, speaking of power, we just had a, a midsummer miracle. It's going to be gorgeous outside. I'm going to let you out 10 minutes early. <laughs> You're welcome. Remember that. Remember that.
Let's all stand, please. (laughs) Hallelujah. Father, we do thank you that you gave first. You gave because you so loved. And so, Lord, this week, this month, this year, as we continue to move forward with your plans, we will do what you did, and we will love, and we will give. Give of our time, give of our finances, give of our our lives. First to you, Father, but then the world around us. We thank you for this. I, I thank you for a safe week, an awesome week. Everybody who's traveling, Lord, I thank you that they're covered in everything that they're doing. Thank you, Lord God, for your goodness and your love for us. And we pray a blessing on everyone that we meet this week to be a light unto you. In Jesus' name, amen.